and we are next Sunday is Christmas, and um, we are uh, planning on probably doing something a little different next Sunday. We're thinking of maybe because we know that many will not uh, not be with us on that Sunday, being that it's Christmas Day. But uh, we may be meeting in the fellowship hall. We might have some coffee and donuts and things like that for everyone. Pastor Ron will be sharing. It'll be a very uh, shortened service so we can all get back to the festivities uh, of our families and things like that and um, so I'm sure you're going to enjoy that so that'll be next Sunday and then uh, I think in your bulletin it says if the January 1st uh, will not be communion that'll just be uh, because again that's you'll all be hung over on January 1st so we can't have communion <laughs> But um, so uh, our communion will be January 8th, and we're going to be doing something a little different in that service, too. It's going to be more of a uh, prayer time um, during communion, praying for one another and praying in the new year kind of thing. So it'll be something a little bit special, a little bit different. Just talk with Pastor Steve about it. And he said, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, So that'll be January 8th. And there are actually five Sundays in January anyway. So it's a it's a long month. So hallelujah. And of course, after church, everyone's invited for some fellowship and uh, some time together uh, across the way. We were talking earlier about the smell of a a luncheon during the church service and how difficult it is, but I remember when I was pastoring at Christian Assembly, it was was an older building, and the fellowship hall was underneath the sanctuary. That was bad. I mean, the spaghetti smell sauce would just come right up, and it just was not good. So, But anyway, take your Bibles, if you will, open them to Isaiah the ninth chapter. Isaiah the ninth chapter. I want to talk about Christmas this morning, but uh, whenever I think about Christmas, my mind always goes to Isaiah, the ninth chapter, when we discover who this Jesus is to us. So we want to talk about Christmas this morning and who Jesus is. Uh, And we will start, we're going to be actually in, of course, that wonderfully famous verse, verse 6. So why don't we just read verse 6 and 7, and then I'll touch on some thoughts as well from the first five verses. But Isaiah 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. In other words, the governments of this world, will, he will bear them up in due season. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish with justice and judgment from that time forward, even forever. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Hallelujah. I'm glad the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do it and nobody else. It's all him, all him. So, as we heard uh, in, in a word this morning as well, that it's all Jesus in us, his righteousness, his kingdom in us, that's what it's all about. So, if you look, though, uh, and you could read it uh, some other time, but if you look at those first five verses, wow, it, look at verse one, it just starts with gloom, <laughs> gloom, ugly words, let me, just, let me just give you the words that are in those first five verses. Dimness, gloom, affliction, vexation, shadow of death, garments of blood, and misery. Whew. You say, thank you, Pastor. You just described my life. <laughs> <clears throat> ugly, ugly setting into which Jesus came. Aren't you glad that God always comes into ugly settings and doesn't run away from them? 
Oh my goodness. Uh, but I, when I look at those verses, though, when we see that, and then verse 6, for unto us a child is born, we see this beautiful setting for something great to occur, uh, something wonderful. We read that the people who walked in darkness saw a great light. Well, when you're in darkness, the light has to come. If you're in the light, you can't see the light. But in the darkness, the light comes. So this morning, we celebrate, of course, the the beginning of the celebration of the birth of Jesus, the birth of, really, light into our domain. Darkness that gives way to light, obscurity that yields to clarity. For those of us who opened our hearts to Jesus, there is no more gloom. doesn't have to be. We can concentrate on him. There is no more gloom. We can have light instead of darkness. We can have life instead of death. We can have joy unspeakable instead of a broken spirit. We can have a freed soul. We can be a defeated enemy in front of us, Satan. All of those things can happen. That's a great Christmas gift, I think. What a wonderful gift that is. So what did you get for Christmas? I got an Xbox. Oh, great. That's wonderful. What did you get? Oh, I got a gift certificate to Macy's. Oh, that's pretty cool. What did you get? God released me from a spirit of gloom and doom and has set me free. Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. I'll take that over the other stuff any day. My goodness. But we're going to take just a few moments and delve into the titles that are given to us in verse 6 because they are just uh, such a wonderful description of who Jesus is. But I always get stuck on the first first few words of of verse 6. For unto us... Oh, I'm I'm glad somebody got it already. I heard, oh boy. (laughs) For unto us... Wow, talk about a gift that keeps on giving, right? For eternity, right? Unto us. Unto us. I was reading this past week uh, about one of the concentration camps. Uh, well, actually, several of them. And the, the Nazi commandants uh, liked classical music because we know they were classy people. And they would pick out from the, the, the uh, people in the concentration camps, the prisoners, they would pick out all the musicians. And, and uh, they would have them regularly play for them, uh, things like that. And they would also have them play while people were being marched to the gas chambers. It, I, I don't even understand how low that is. I mean, that is that is. So it's demonic. It it is. I guess the perfect description of demonic. I I don't. It's like so low. But then I immediately think, for unto them, Jesus also died. The apostle Paul put it this way: for a righteous man who would even die, yet alone for us. Wow. We think about every crook, every criminal. Every football player that beat his wife, (laughs) that corrupt banker that embezzled everything, that drug addict, that alcoholic, that pedophile, to this wild, decrepit, unruly mass of humanity, this Savior was given to us. Wow, what a Savior. And given, not loaned, right? Given, not borrowed. Given, not paid for, so only the rich people get him. Given, not taken back but given totally, given over totally. What a savior, my goodness. 
And Isaiah, he, t- he makes this feeble attempt. It's a very feeble attempt by using English words uh, to try to explain who this Jesus is. So we'll, we'll look at this because he is for us today. It is unto us. Everything that we need and have, all things that pertain unto life and godliness, have been given to us right now in Jesus. So I don't know about you, but I want to take as much as I can get. I love free stuff. <laughs> And it is freely given. We know the word says, freely given, receive, now we're going to freely give. So he starts off with this first word, and he says, wonderful. He is wonderful. The the word literally means exactly what it says, full of wonder. When you, when, you, when you look at Jesus, it's amazing what you see. This, this one who upholds all things by the word of his power, he sits on the circle of the earth, the word says. He stretches out the heavens as a curtain. He spreads them out as a tent to dwell in. He rides upon the heavens of the heavens, yet here he is trapped in a helpless, tiny little body of a baby. What a wonder. That's that's full of wonder. How does that even work? And, and this baby, of course, he was not in a palace, right? He was not in Caesar's household where he had all sorts of caretakers and soldiers guarding him. He was this guy, a barn, in a barn exposed to the elements, surrounded by animals. My goodness, what a wonder. He, he is this one. Who, who is this one who is untouchable, unknowable, undisclosed, immovable, unchanging, from everlasting to everlasting, but yet, even though he is omnipotent, he says, here are my hands, pierce them. Even though his power knows no limits, he says, here are my feet, drives the spikes. Even though he is omnipresent, he says, here's my side, pierce it, let the blood flow. For unto us, what a savior, my goodness. Paul says, for by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist, yet there he is at a well asking for water because he's thirsty. What a wonder. How is that possible? He who watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps, the word says, but there he is, so tired that in the back of a boat in a storm, he's sleeping. What kind of savior is this? Wow. Well, it, when you look at him, it's wonderful because you can't understand him. We can't understand him. Before he closed his eyes at night and he was laying on his bed looking up at the starry skies, what did he think? What did he think as he saw that? In a bed on earth, yet his word is holding together the universe. The word, his word, is holding together the atoms that are in the cot upon which he is lying. For unto us, what a savior. 
You know what? Here's the good news. Here's the good Christmas gift that we have. This disciplined God-man is your Savior this morning. He is a high priest which is touched by the feeling of our infirmities. He was tempted in all points as we, yet without sin. So here's the Christmas gift that we can all have. A throne of grace upon which sits the King of kings and Lord of lords. And this throne is open for all of us to come to 24 hours a day. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace that we can obtain mercy and find help in a time of need. It's open to all of us. This wonderful God who became flesh was God yet flesh, was God yet man, held everything together while he was being held together by his own word, submitted to the own, his own death on the cross, raised himself from the dead, and he did it all for us. That just makes you scratch your head and say, wow, what a wonder. What a wonder. I don't, I don't understand that. I, I'm, I, I know, I know I would die for one of my family members. I would take a bullet for my, my wife or my kids or my, my mother. My, no, I'm not my sister. I would, no. <laughs> yes, I would. I would, I would take, I, I'm pretty sure, I don't know what lies ahead, but as, as the pastor of a, of a church, I would, I would probably submit myself to some torp of, sort of punishment or death should persecution like that occur. I, I understand that. But there's a lot of people I would not want to die for, folks. I can give you a list. Actually, the list is reversed. I would like to kill <laughs> For unto all of humanity, Jesus gave himself. Wow. So he's wonderful. But then also notice, he's, he's also a counselor. He's the wonderful counselor. So remember, it's unto us. So he's available for counsel. He's available for vice. Word says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. How many times do we get stuck in situations and we suddenly remember, oh, I really should have prayed about this. I really should have asked the Lord about this. I really should have gone to the word first and tried to, you know. <laughs> Thy word is a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. How many times we walk in darkness and we, and we could have had a V8. <laughs> should have read the word. Should have looked into that. He's a counselor. But here's the interesting part about this word. It is both a verb and a noun. So he is the counselor, but he also counsels. So he does both. As your elder brother and savior, Jesus has a purpose for your life. He is creating a design for your life. He purposes change, direction, seasons, growth, and destinies. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. I love the, uh, Psalm 37. It just gives you those. You could just even take those four words that are so good. Trust, delight, commit, and rest, right? Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell on the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, right? Uh, and, and, and trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He'll bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as a noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Sorry, I had to ruin it, didn't I? Trust, delight, commit, and rest. That would be a good New Year's resolution for all of us, right? Trust, delight, commit, and rest. 
trust, delight, come. Oh, it's hard to do. <laughs> it's really hard to do. It's really hard. Matthew, Jesus said, right? And when you pray, don't heap up empty phrases like the Gentiles do, for they think they'll be heard with their many words. Don't be like them. For your Father knows what you have need of even before you ask. Isn't that amazing? That 2023, he already has an answer for everything you're going to face. So it's already done. And, and we get all bent out of shape. We get, uh, what's the saying I, I, I read uh, a, a while back that they said, we become like wax noses that can be bent in any direction. <laughs> we get our noses all bent out of shape because we're worried about this and that. And we see this happening. He already knows. So I can commit, I can trust, I can rest in him because he already has it taken care of. Amazing. He's purposing things. He's determining things in our life according to his counsel. But don't forget, his counsel is full of wonder. You can't figure out. You don't know the answer that's coming for you in 2023 because you don't even know the problem yet. So you don't know what kind of counsel you're going to need for a problem that doesn't yet exist. But he does because he's a wonderful counselor. (laughs) Unbelievable. And and I, I love the way in scripture... He would not just answer one problem at a time. He would always do something when he was on the earth that would answer many questions at once. Every time Jesus answered something, he, he filled the answer with multiple meanings and multiple answers. Every healing was a teachable moment for anyone who was listening. The little woman with the issue of blood came to him, touched him. He expressed the virtue that was flowing out of him. And as he did it, he began to teach, right? So everything was done. Uh, How about Lazarus? He waited for Lazarus to die so that he could perform the greater miracle of bringing him back from dead. Now that wouldn't make sense to us. It didn't make sense to Martha and Mary. Why did you wait, Jesus? Well, because you don't know what's going to happen here, honey. (laughs) You wanted me to heal him. Let me show you what's going to happen to all of us when we, at the end of the age, I'm going to resurrect him. See, watch watch what's going to happen. Watch what's going to happen to me in just a short time. So he answers that way. So he gives counsel. You know, that's why people will say, they'll say to me at times, somebody will give me a word from the Lord. Say, I have a word from the Lord for you. And, and a lot of times it's, it's pretty good. Sometimes someone will give a word to me or, or something, they'll express something to me, and I'll go like, I have no idea what that is. So they say, what do you do? Do you forget it? No, 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 no. I take it, I put it in my spiritual Tupperware, I burp it, and I put it up on the shelf. And a little magic marker spiritually on it. Okay. And then I'll say, Lord, whenever I need that, you're going to take it off the shelf and give it to me. Because I don't know what I'm going to need next week. I don't know what I'm going to need next month. But the wonderful counselor does. Thank God he's in control. So he is the wonderful counselor. And then let's put these two together here because we've got lunch to go to. He is the mighty God and everlasting Father. For those who don't believe that Jesus is God, for those who don't believe that, uh, that he and the Father are one, he is the, all the way back in Isaiah, he is the mighty God, the everlasting Father. So this wonderful counselor that we have is not like the Heavenly Father. He is the Heavenly Father. He is not an angel. He is the creator of all the angels. He is not an emanation from God. He is the created Son. He is the one that was begotten. Our, our, our own creed says it. God of God, light of light, very God of very God. Can't get much more explicit 
than that. Begotten of the Father before all worlds. Begotten, not made, co-substantial with the Father. Jesus is the mighty God, not a mighty God. He is not one of mighty gods. He is not a way to the mighty God. He is not one of the paths of the mighty God. He is the mighty God who is also the wonderful one and the counselor and in control of everything. He is the ancient of days. We see that in the book of Daniel. He is Elohim, the strong one. He is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. He is El Kedem, the eternal God. He is El Kayim, the living God. He is El Eli the Lord Most High. He is A-L, Asher, A-L, I am that I am. This is Jesus who is on the white horse and his name is called, hallelujah, faithful and true, hallelujah. His eyes are as a flame of fire and on his head are many crowns and he has a name written that no man knows, only himself because he is God, only God can know himself. He is clothed in a vesture dipped in blood and and his name is called the Word of God. This is Jesus who treads out the wine press of the wrath of almighty God and on his vesture and on his thigh is a name that is written king of kings and lord of lords hallelujah for unto us (laughs) for unto us wow I I don't deserve that you don't deserve that None of us deserve it. King of kings and Lord of lords. So whenever you see one of these little kings with a small K, because remember it's king, capital K, of kings, small K. Lord, capital L, of lords, small L. So whenever you see on TV one of these little lords a-dancing, or one of these little kings of prancing. Don't get too nervous about it, because we serve the king of all those kings. We serve the Lord of all those lords. <laughs> and he's in control. But this, this, this wonderful savior, this wonderful king, but it, he wraps it up with an amazing word right at the end, and that is, uh, how wonderful, the prince of peace. Wow. Now, think about that for a moment. He is the Prince of Peace. There, what, what, what leader, what king have we ever heard of that their goal is peace? He's a king of peace. There, there's no king that's like that. Every president we elect could always immediately lead us into the next world war. That's all we do. There, peace is an, an elusive thing. Uh, how, about, how about the Nobel Peace Prize? Wasn't the Nobel Peace Prize created by, what was Nobel... I can't remember his first name. Anybody remember his first name? Uh, Do you know what what he created? Dynamite. (laughs) The founder of the Nobel Peace Prize created dynamite. And he felt so guilty about creating dynamite that he started the Nobel Peace Prize. So in his name, we've destroyed half of humanity (laughs) with his invention. There is no peace, only the king of peace, Jesus, the prince of peace. (laughs) Hallelujah. No peace, 
No, no, we're looking for equity. We're looking for unanimity. We're looking for fairness and we're looking for all that. We're looking for a king that brings peace. No, 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 folks. There's only one king that's going to bring peace and his name is King Jesus. That's all it is. He's the healing balm of Gilead. He's the peace that passes understanding. When we have him, we have joy unspeakable, full of glory in our hearts. We have joy that comes this morning. After all the weeping is done, we can go back to the joy. He's the keeper of peace. He's the bestower of peace. He's the ruler of peace, the governor of peace, the dispenser of peace. In this harried, harassed, and frustrated world, we can have peace this morning. Peace that comes from a wonderful counselor, a mighty God that's in control of everything, a father that has always been a father since the very beginning of time, before time. In everything, we can have his peace. I'll tell you what, don't let uh, fear rob your peace. Don't let uh, fear of the future rob your peace. Don't let worry rob your peace. Don't let lack of money rob your peace. Don't let any of those things, don't let family rob your peace. Don't let anything rob your peace. Lock into Jesus, the author and finisher, the King of Kings, and take from his peace all the time. We have a wonderful counsel this morning. What do, what do you need this morning? What do you need? What do we need? We've got a wonderful counselor. We've got a mighty God. We've got an everlasting father. We've got a prince of peace this morning. We don't need anything else. We don't need anything else. So we have him this morning. So what kind of Christmas gift could that possibly be for all of us? What a wonderful gift (laughs) to have him this morning, to have all that he is. You know, I was reading something. I I enjoy reading uh, all different types of doctrine and different types of teaching and things like that. I I read extreme things. I read... read, uh, uh, what you would call heretical things, uh, things like that. And, and I was reading one particular thing, and this guy was talking about uh, 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 prophecy and church structure and things like that. And all through it, you know, it, it bothered me because he called himself a Christian, but he kept referring to the Messiah. Messiah will do this, Messiah will do that, and Messiah, Messiah, Messiah. And that's good. We know Jesus is our Messiah, and he was quoting scripture and all that kind of stuff. But you know what annoyed me from it? He never used the word Jesus. I don't like that. I like the name Jesus. And you shall call his name, not Messiah, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save the people from their sins. Jesus. And you and I both know you could talk about anything. You could talk about any topic on earth. You could talk about whatever. But when you say the name Jesus, the whole conversation changes. But Jesus is our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, our everlasting father, our prince of peace. And I don't know about you, but I want to hold on to that Christmas gift more and more and more every day. Father, we just thank you so much for what you did. Oh my goodness. It it is wonderful. It's full of wonder. We can't understand it. We, We have no concept of what you did when you came to earth in the form of a human. We don't know how you did it. We don't even know how you exist. We don't even know what it means to exist before time. We don't know what it means to be eternally existent. 
We don't know what it means to be existent from age to age, but yet all of a sudden you form yourself in flesh. (laughs) That is wonderful. And then you didn't just form yourself in flesh as a 30-year-old man, preach a couple of great sermons, then ascend back up into heaven. No, you came, you lived like us. You died worse than us. You raised yourself from the dead for us. And you said, I'm going, but I'm leaving a counselor. And the counselor is going to be with you forever until the end of the age. So you left us your spirit. And so this morning, we have that wonderful name with all of its power. We have that wonderful counselor. We have the mighty God, the everlasting father. And we've got peace that passes understanding in our spirits. Help that peace, Father, to guard our hearts and minds until the time. Help it to stay in us. Help us to not let it bleed out from us as we look at this crazy world around us. But help us keep our minds stayed on you because when our mind is stayed on you, you will keep us in perfect peace. That's our goal. We thank you for it, Father. And we're going to praise you for the wonder that you're going to do in our midst. And we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. How many are glad that we have Jesus this morning? What a gift. What a gift. What a gift. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to go ahead and just bless the food right now so you can go over when you're ready and and partake. Father, we thank you for this fellowship time. We thank you for sharing, breaking bread, one with another, celebrating you, celebrating each other, celebrating your body. We thank you. Bless it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God bless you as you go. Enjoy some fellowship together.